calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to a special IGN UK podcast. We're talking all about God of War Ragnarok. We've done this one a lot quicker than the Elden Ring one. Um, <laughs> if you haven't played God of War Ragnarok, turn around now. We're going to spoil this straight off the bat. So it's about everything we love about this game. Maybe a couple of the little things we don't. But I think it's mainly going to be what's good about this game. Oh, yeah. With me is Dale Driver, who just went, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Matt Perzo, give me an oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm all, all, almost all in oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> me and you absolutely love this game. I know also that's, I'm not saying Matt doesn't love this game, he does love this game. Oh, yeah, but he's just fantastic. Yeah. He hasn't played it though, has it? Like <laughs> no, we're, we're platy boys. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Matt has desires to one day though. Yeah, in the yeah. It's one of those, it might be the Christmas thing I do, just yeah. getting all of those yeah. little bits. Like, or I feel like I'm already getting into it, but it is like the ultimate platinum game, right? It's a very good platinum. Like, is there anything when you were doing that platinum? Obviously some of the bosses are super tough. They're tough. But is there anything you didn't enjoy doing getting that platinum? No, I will say collecting all the artifacts before any guides are out was a bit of a pain but I did have people like good friend yeah. Andrew Goldfarb helping me because he's also a maniac who honestly the, though I found them mostly quite easy there was a couple obviously we spoke about like there's a um, a hidden area in Alfheim which mm. and I, I, I genuinely want to hear like what people if people have found that's that the only one struggled to find I needed it. a hint on like yeah now if you know Matt there's like a puzzle and a chest you know, have you been to the library in Alfheim in the desert? Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there's one in that, not in there, the, the, underneath, there's like some wood you can like break. A, oh, really? It's like stone. It's stone. But oh, it looks stones. like it's part of the environment. Like, unless you look Because I've been in and there's, a, there's an elf in there that you yeah, find, right? No. And you get the book. But and outside. Underneath it. it. Oh, really? Outside, yeah. underneath. Like, But the weird thing is like, there's nothing else like that in the game. There's no other no. rocks like that to break. That's so. the thing. The <laughs> rock formation doesn't look like... You know in games they have signifiers for this yeah, is breakable, yeah. this mm-hmm. is not. It doesn't look like that at all. And there's dead bodies around it, so it just looks like there was remnants mm-hmm. of a battle there. But this is what... you know, probably I wrote, patched it since. I wrote a piece <laughs> for the site recently which was about how everything feels handcrafted in this game. Yeah. And that... Mm. The way you're describing to me, that is... It's not a piece of content just dropped into no. the game. Yeah. That's a handcrafted idea that they know that there's going to be people that haven't found it. And the 
joy that you get yeah. from breaking through that barrier. I'd say Ooh. the one annoying thing about that, though, is that it's one of the few big open world areas. Mm-hmm. So it's me and Cardi both spent hours roaming around miss. that fucking thing. That is one I had to thank, Mr. Andrew Golfo. If you're listening, Andrew, very thank you very much. Um, I love how we started this podcast between about one little tiny bit of <laughs> rock in a desert. <laughs> yeah, um, let's do some quick overall thoughts, because we kind of did this on the podcast a few weeks ago. But like, I obviously gave this game out of 10 out of 10. I absolutely... Love pretty much everything about this game. I personally think it is better than 2018's as a whole package. Um, it just, despite it being, uh, like we said, a more sprawling story, I actually think it is in some ways even more personal than 2018 was. And it, if, like, you know, I'm not someone, I'm not one of these people that cries a lot of games, but this one had me close to tears a few times because it hits on things that get me a lot more. Like, 2018 hit on loss a lot more and that's not something don't get me wrong loss is an awful thing <laughs> but I'm lucky in my life I think to have not had any anything close to that um, so things that get me going are always more happy like happy tears are much more like common in my life family relationships and yeah stuff like and that. people like being proud of people like mm-hmm. yeah. the Olympics if someone wins a gold medal and they cut to like their dad crying in the audience that's oh what fucking God. gets me every <laughs> yeah. time and the end of this game is all about a proud yeah, yeah, father yeah. and mm-hmm. that is what was getting me choked up. I really, I'm even thinking about it now, I'm getting a little bit... Uh, I remember, I think Joe said it ages ago, R.O.P. Joe, um, but <laughs> it always stuck in my head that I think it too is the fact that when a father says that they are proud of their oh, son, mm-hmm. there's something about that and obviously, you know, there's elements of, you know, your real life is maybe like exactly. deep down, that's what I've always wanted, mm-hmm. right? But that immediately, I can't control my face when that happens. Yeah, I just yeah, like... Yeah. I just literally tears Especially start flowing. Hitting that, um, we, I know we jump right to the end, but like him, the hug of like uh, Loki goes, Atreus stays. That got me. I was yeah. fucking mm-hmm. a mess at that point. The music swelling up when he jumps off the rocks at the end, basically saying goodbye, mm-hmm. like you're, you're a man now. Yeah. Then following up with the mural of Kratos, like so the mu- breaking down because yeah. he's now because that is also saying I, in my life I want to be loved. I, I want people to. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm desperate for people to like me, so that that got the, me. The bit that got me was that when he opens it and realizes that kind of like, essentially he's he's Tyr, right? Like yeah. he's yeah. the god of war for this place, and just seeing him and realizing that people adore you, and that's a thing that like I always put myself down. So seeing someone that I yeah. guess has minimalized his contribution to yeah. this world and seeing that it's, actually it's he his is equivalent loved. of nice YouTube comments yeah. when you expect yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but Kratos is always somebody who I feel like even maybe in the older games who who doesn't he 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 treats himself like I am the beast yeah. I am this mm-hmm. uncontrollable mm. animal that has no emotion and stuff yeah. when it's not true it's mm-hmm. clearly under the surface like my favourite line in the game um, is when uh, when Atreus returns and they come together and Kratos just says to him, what do I call you yeah. now? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, of all the people to be like, so understanding of, you know, what what clearly is like a similar, like it can be compared to like the trans issue these days or a queer issue, mm-hmm. you know, it's this idea of accepting your child for who they are and what they want to mm-hmm. be. It's incredible. And the idea that Kratos is a character yeah. that would be happily, happily accept that is not something you'd necessarily think the of. Immediately. Animation technology and just Christopher Judge in that whole last 10 minutes doesn't say a lot, but his face yeah. is just it says unbelievable yeah. acting in, yeah. in that moment. And yeah, also the technology to capture that is just, it's unmatched. I think it's just, yeah, it's phenomenal stuff. I know we jumped right to the end. We'll mm. go back to the end at some point. Yeah. We're going to go through um, 
plot points one by one, like some key bits to see what people think about them, some favourite bits, some stuff like that. Um, I didn't really ask other people what their general thoughts are. I know you, you also uh, love it. Don't? I'd say 10 on 10 would recommend mm. uh, my game of the year. I don't even have to stop and think about that because I didn't and won't play Elden Ring. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Done. I'm still torn in my head. Right. Do I do I respect Elden Ring as a game more? Probably. Do did God of War hit me harder in the heart? Whereas I tend to go with my heart over my head because I yeah. I'm, a, I'm like that. The emotional boy. Maybe, maybe God of War. If one of these games came out last year, it would have been so much easier because yeah, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a clear winner last <laughs> did, year. Um, but... I will say in comparison to 2018's one, um, I think there's only two things that 2018 has over of it, mm-hmm. and that's one being the first of its kind. Yeah, it... and uh, two being a very tight concise story yeah. like it's it is about kratos learning to be a father but also uh, like the enemy is bolder it's always bolder all the way mm-hmm. through whereas this one is like sprawling there's lots of different yeah. things dynamics going on i don't think that's a negative i just see yeah the, you know you lean towards a concise story sometimes apart from that everything in this sequel is better i um See, I feel because I didn't vote for God of War in 2018 because it, at that point it was my second favorite game of year. It's only because Red Dead Redemption 2, my favorite <laughs> game of all time, I think at this point came out that year, so I voted for it then. So I don't know. I don't know. I know Matt, you're you're definitely on the Elden Ring bandwagon, but yeah, that doesn't so, mean you don't like this. No, game. so so I do. And what I actually to get overall thoughts with, I'd, I'd rather do this now because yeah. I can get out my. You think it's a shiter? <laughs> <laughs> so I I do adore it. What I will say is I actually twenty eighteen is the winner mm-hmm. out of these okay. for me. Um, I think uh, twenty eighteen kind of fits its form so perfectly, and I think that this one is maybe so ambitious that it occasionally stumbles. But my God, I'd rather play a game that is so ambitious that yeah, it occasionally yeah. stumbles mm-hmm. than this. I think that this almost feels like it could have been two games and I think would have allowed some of its storylines to breathe a bit like, better I mean, over yeah. two games. But in terms of mechanics and environments, mm-hmm. none of that I've got a single complaint about. No. Yeah. That improves upon the first game. Yeah. It's just I think there are some concepts that I would have liked explored in a little bit more depth with a little bit of a slightly different pace but that's really all when that's the only complaint I can have about a game fucking hell this is good I do think because they've they've spoken like they spent a long time thinking is this two games Mm -hmm. is this three games this North Star and I understand the the, the difficulty I do think they're caught because I do think it is like maybe not I do love it so I don't think it is too much for one game but it is bordering on I know what you mean a lot Mm -hmm. for one game but is there enough for two games in well, there? I don't. I don't know. The, you, my, my only thought of that was: imagine the reveal of Tyr being Odin being the end of the second game, like, and it being the Empire Strikes yeah. Back formula, then, right? You end on the down to, note. I do think then they'd be struggling for like, oh, we need eight hours of filler here. So it's only like four hours of the game. But, after yeah, but, that. but there's different stories, original stuff, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Maybe they just didn't. Maybe they didn't want to risk that. They were like, mm-hmm. I think also they didn't want. I think Corey Bollas spoke this. They didn't want. They wanted this saga to end like in realistic years. So if they did a third game, it would be another four years. Atreus in real time would sure, be like 20. Sure. And it would feel, they wanted it to feel but like you could also argue with that in, time frame. In terms of the father son relationship, it could be them in the mm-hmm. second game coming apart. Yeah. And really at the, the, the point where they're furthest away from each mm-hmm. other. And then the third game being the reconciliation yeah. and Atreus accepting him I, for who he is. I personally like those two just because I would like to see another setting. I feel like they've done. They struggle to that. do more, more Norse mm-hmm. stuff, I think, yeah. and make it feel very. Although part of me, like, 
let's take God of War Ascension out of the mix. Part of me does like the idea of like a trilogy in Greece, a trilogy mm-hmm. in, in Norway, Norse, Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and then a trilogy in, we'll get to that later. Yeah, but, you know. To what we think could be next, I do think. And in a way, you can perceive it to be a trilogy that I'd, happened to be over well, two games. So you know? yeah, yeah. Why I think mm-hmm. it's next. I do think we'll get more Norse stuff. It just might not involve Mr. Kratos. But mm-hmm. um, there we go. Let's go through the game like plot points. Uh, talk. Some we might spend long here, but some we might send. See, it opens with this great chase sequence with Freya like basically just showing off look how good the camera is again (laughs) it looks amazing and then we kind of we have a little bit of a wonder and then you find out that Atreus is now a bear did you clock that he was the bear no because I didn't until there were I should have thought because I know Loki is a shapeshifter yeah but I was like I'm fighting this bear and they obviously just call it Bjorn to totally Mm -hmm. throw you off But then, like, the fact that, like, within the first half an hour of the game, you almost kill your son. (laughs) I think fighting a bear at that point of the game feels logical anyway. It feels like the sort of first hurdle, but just, you know, like, not a massive dragon. I think they very cleverly throw you off the scent by making it very just seem like a tutorial fight. They're Mm -hmm. like, you got to... Like, they make you think about the gameplay so much, you're not thinking about what this could actually... Yeah. B and yeah. I thought it was a great device and a way to sort of mix in Norse mythology of the fact that Loki's a shapeshifter, but also finding Atreus is just like learning to live within his body and, and mm. can't control his body. It's like going through puberty yeah, in a way, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It was um, like fantastically done. And like you said, like I don't think any of the twists in this game I really saw coming. I didn't. No, I've seen some people be like, I knew they were starting off with tear the whole time. I was like, no. Well, have you seen? Uh, so we had the there director. There are clues. On. That, uh, that's what there are clues. Yeah, I was going to get to that later. So I don't know if you saw it, man, but we had the director on Beyond, yeah. and they said about the where the subtitles mm-hmm. where it's got an accent over the Y when it's actually Tear, but not when it's Odin. Uh, yeah. yeah, amazing, that's very clever. Yeah. And also, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to this in a bit. There's another cool thing with Odin. Um, lot of fun Easter eggs in this game. But after that, obviously, you go back to your house, and then Thor and Odin turn up, and. Good, good grief, what, what a scene. Yeah, what a that's scene. an incredible you, scene. You yeah. don't expect them, after you've already seen that kind of flash-forward dream Atreus had, for it to actually just be a sit-down conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's the way that they convey kind of like just Thor sitting at that table. Yeah. And it does that, you know, kind of like lots of things that have like different scale do this. But this massive kind of, you know, what, what does Odin call him? Like a side of beef or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Just <laughs> sitting at the table. And then when Odin comes in and you get the kind of like okay, this guy is not the sort of figure yeah. that I was expecting no, of this game. He's, basically, he's a quite not overly smart kind of just bodyguard for Odin, ultimately, yeah. isn't yeah. he? Who mm-hmm. happens to be his son. I, um, I, I thought that scene was so powerful, mainly because it introduced me to what is my favourite character in the game, which is Odin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of all the depictions of Odin, it was just never the yeah. one I expected. Mm-hmm. I never expected this guy, who, yes, he's a smart talker, and like you know, he's obviously got games going on, but he just feels like your friend. I'm a reasonable mm-hmm. man. I'm here. I'm just, I'm doing, I'll offer you this. I'll offer you this. I just want you to leave me alone. It's almost like it know? made so much sense to get someone from the West Wing to play yeah. this character. Because he's ultimately, he's a he's politician. a Norse politician, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. They do such a great job, obviously, up, up until the point you realise he is a nasty piece of work mm-hmm. of thinking... Is he the bad? Is he yeah, really yeah. doing stuff bad here? Like you know, I think I never. Be... I think I always assumed that he was going to be yeah, a shiter. But like at the point at points where he's, you first, we'll get to this again. But when you first he, go to Asgard and he's being very like, yeah. you're like, are these people that bad? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I found with Odin as well, like his obsession to see this truth. It almost. I found him so infectious that I almost I wanted to know as well. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I wanted him to get that, yeah. and I yeah. almost felt, even though he was the villain at the end of the game, I felt this tinge of disappointment that he didn't get that thing that he mm-hmm. craved so much that he sacrificed so much for. Mm-hmm. And like making a villain like 
borderline likable and relatable is like really like yeah. incredible writing. Mm-hmm. That line as well, when just before you get into the Thor fight, he just goes to Thor, don't is it don't take too long yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And then just Thor clicks the fingers and mm-hmm. Mjolnir comes don't out. Know, I love his oh. the way he works with Mjolnir as well. This it's idea so is good. almost like a pet. Yeah. It's this call and response sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like it's just click a finger, a little whistle. Yeah. It's such a like clever mirroring of the Boulder fight from the first game. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like up to notch. The way you just like God it's so good yes the um i think they said it foreshadows the end of the game as well it's like that what destroys the statue is like a spear or something i think that's actually in the first game like if you notice like a spear is what kills um thor's statue and what ultimately kills thor at the end of the game is odin's Mm -hmm. uh, star spear so like they thought about this a long like Like, it's so clever but yeah that that fight and the fake out moment is just yeah. so good. Oh, the, the defibrillator is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. is very, very good. And that comes out of actual like Norse history of like uh, Thor used the uh, used Mjolnir to <laughs> to bring goats back yeah. to life. <laughs> it's a bizarre thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That there's that um they do an excellent job of the fight of cutting into dialogue in between as well. Mm-hmm. Like God of War has done. But some of that dialogue and some of those interchanges when, yeah, when yeah. Thor is just like, look. He, he said it himself I'm being a calm and reasonable person but yeah. now you're getting the real yeah. me now mm-hmm. you're getting the sense and there's just that that gravel in his voice when he's talking about them both being destroyers and stuff. yeah and it's especially so when good. he's like he's like taking the piss out of you he's like I can't believe like my son's died to this yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, but then he's like baiting <laughs> him out he's like I want the real version and when, yeah. when you go into the rage mode for the first time he's like is yeah. that when you go into rage for the first time but either way it's like he responds saying like oh this is the guy this yeah. is the one I want to fight yeah god what a scene I mean after that you kind of get on your journey and you head off to a new realm for the first time. Svartalfheim is, is a beautiful place. Yes. Lots awesome. of dwarves. And this is where the the next Easter egg comes into play. So you know when you first go into uh, Nidavellir, the mm-hmm. dwarven city, there's a dwarf on a bridge that spits on you because <laughs> yes. he hates you? That is Odin. Oh, is it? The director confirmed it is Odin. He's wearing a ring, you can see. And if you go later on, there's the there's a prison in the game. There is that dwarf dead in that prison. So anyone who's in that prison, basically Odin can take the form oh, of, okay. which is where mm-hmm. we'll talk about Tyr later yeah, on. Crazy. But um, yeah, so I don't know if there's more Easter eggs like that. But yeah, that dwarf is Odin, the one who just spits at you and walks away. <laughs> is I find that very funny. But also, um, as other Easter eggs, did you know that one of the dwarves is Bear McCreary? Yeah, yeah. he's the yeah. one with the, yeah. um, with the, the one who sings the song. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Yeah, oh, so good. Um, I love that place. It's just nice to see. Was, I always like that in games when you're so used to like everything wants to just go into a place that's kind of civilized. Yeah. It's kind of not that everyone likes mm-hmm. you there. But I think know. it's I think it's my favorite realm. Really? Uh, because um, I just love the visual identity of it. I love the, like there is a, a little city going on in there, and I also love the houses when you have to crouch through them. Oh, it's so funny when them. they're just not built for him, are they? <laughs> that that whole uh, maybe the mine section is, is is not as interesting, but that whole realm just has so much character. And like a mix of biomes to a certain degree as well, and um, yeah. Whereas the rest of them, um, like there, there's a couple that are, you know extremely vanilla mm. because they're kind of like Moosfelheim and Helheim. It's like mm. you kind of you know what you're going to yeah. get with them. Whereas this one just had a lot going. Svartalheim's on. up there for me. I think uh, we're going to. I think Vanaheim's my favourite, um, mm-hmm. especially when it opens up. Oh well, yeah, there is that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that. Scene. I especially like the bit where you do go into mines and it turns into Pirates of the Caribbean for a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was really yeah. good. Oh yeah, and they, I think they kind of. Talked about they look at like their level design and they kind of actually have a lot of love for like Disneyland like they try and make a lot of their levels like rides yeah oh, yeah and, and Svartheim <laughs> especially feels like that because there's those 
you know, there's the little carriages that yeah, you ride, yeah. you go on. There's also the boat rides that mm-hmm, you go on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially in the mines area. Yeah, well, yeah and lots of kind of like putting together elements so you can swing over things and, and yeah. stopping kind of. There's um, a lot of good uh, puzzle level design to get through yeah. that level. I know yeah. you're particularly keen on the puzzle level. Oh, I, I, again, like 2018, it's one of my favorite things about it is the fact that like every inch of that level design is covered in something to do that feels. Yeah. It's not even that the reward is necessarily good. It feels rewarding to do the thing yeah, that you're yeah. doing. Rarely is there an area, and I know there's a lot of cracks in this game you have to slide through, but, you know, they're there for a reason. They never bug me, really. Yeah. There are a lot of them. But, um, yeah, like you said, there's never a wasted... Rarely do you just, is there an area, a room you just walk through. There'll be a raven, there'll be a chest, there'll yeah. be a puzzle, there'll be it's, something to it's do. It's such an active journey for you as a player. Like, like, you are thinking about what you're doing all the time, be it... Even if it is literally just, I've got to swing across this by pressing X, but you get to press X rather than just yeah. holding forward on mm-hmm. the on the pad. And the, the the improvement this time is why I don't know if I can go back and play the original mm-hmm. now. It's how fast the traversal can be yeah. now as well. Like, like I can see a box down below, but knowing I can just nip up and down with those blades of chaos. Yeah. And it feel even that, just climbing up a wall with them feels satisfying. Mm-hmm. Has this crunchy sort of powerful sound effects in the way that Doom has, you know, the yeah. way you nip around. That it makes exploring fun all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's the first time you not meet all the Tyr. Time, you find out Tear is alive. Mm-hmm. If you've seen the trailers, you knew Tear. Well, it's not yeah. really Tear, is it? <laughs> but um, you think it's Tear for about 30 hours. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that performance. I think it's Ben Prendergast who plays Tear. And I just love how kind of like sweet ears mm-hmm. I know it's Again, ultimately unexpected because yeah. you go in expecting yeah. a Viking berserker don't you he's the god of yeah. war for the Norse pantheon yeah. and just this very sweet pacifist yeah and I know ultimately it is Odin pretending yeah. mm-hmm. to be a pacifist but he is pretending to be when you do ultimately meet Tyr he's not far off yeah. of that mm-hmm. um, can we talk yeah. about how like fun and cute it is as well that we you assemble people and they all come and hang out at Brock and Sinja's house mm-hmm. all the yeah, time. Yeah. It's like it's like collecting all have your favourite nice Norse cooks and sausages together, <laughs> yeah, 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 have yeah. a nice time. It's I know so you cute. like the uh, I like you know the snack line. Oh, like that's that. so good. Yeah, I definitely feel there's a few lines in here where on paper you'd probably expect Kratos not to say it and you would mm. you wouldn't want him to say it, but when he does it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like it's down to Christopher Judge's performance. I, I love think. that like yeah, the Sindri's house being a nice little hub this time. It's a much better hub than twenty eighteen yeah. I just wish there was, although I did see, and only after I finished the game, I saw people from work talking about it, that the bookshelves apparently fill up with your yeah, collectibles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't notice that, but I, like, part of my thing was I do wish there was a little bit more to do in that house, a bit more to explore. You want a bit more like the Normandy, right, where there's kind yeah. of like elements around. That and you can... Yeah, go and chat to people mm-hmm. and there's things to interact with and stuff. There's a like. lot. Of, yeah, you can overhear some cool stuff, but yeah. Brock and Sindri are amazing in this game. Like mm-hmm. They are so much Sindri especially, I think, yeah. has oh, such a good arc through this. He's so good. And... The, I, I also on a spoiler cast I listened to, they were talking about how I think uh, Corey Barr said one of like the three things that needed to happen in this game was Brock needed to die because he was kind of like the game's dog. It's like mm-hmm. everyone loves Brock. He's like the you know everyone yeah. will hate it yeah. if Brock dies, so he has to die. <laughs> it's just it was so unexpected for me because obviously coming from the first game, you just see you know the, the background characters that are there to facilitate yeah, you yeah. upgrading your weapons, and I didn't really give them much of a thought. Mm. Like I thought they were just a bit of a joke, but in this game it's like. He immediately they start establishing no exactly. like mm-hmm. we're going to set a background for these guys we want to know their story they are part of the family this is a family well, of it helps you get them as companions for levels as well and you get to yeah. know them more like the first time that happens is Sindri when you shock players Atreus for yeah. the first time mm-hmm. and I think like as soon as they started following him I was like okay is this a cutscene are we going to yeah. how long are we going to follow Atreus as he sneaks out here and then they do the thing where the camera just stops and you're like oh yeah. I can move mm-hmm. yeah. and you are Atreus 
And the first time you play as Atreus and the first thing you do is try and open one of those chests <laughs> in your hand <laughs> and you just can't do it. <laughs> it's just so good. His fingers He's like, again. oh, my yeah. dad does this so mm-hmm. easy. It's yeah. like, I love that moment. Like, yeah. obviously, we didn't spoil this. I think a lot of people left out of their reviews, which is very good, everyone, because um, this is a cool reveal. And it is amazing that they've just... Fun, it's fundamentally very similar combat. Like, the buttons are all the same. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing the same... They all do roughly the same thing. But just how he feels so familiar, but yet so different at the same he, time he's so much more like acrobatic he, he's a little like dodge yeah. cartwheel this yeah good. he's the dexterity build to mm-hmm. kratos's strength build right and i think when when this section started i maybe i'm just not given initially didn't give enough credit to the idea of santa monica building an entire combat mm. animation mm. set for him because i thought oh, okay atreus will be the puzzle solver right and like the start of his bit is like you're just yeah, doing a little yeah. bit of criming a little bit of puzzle and then suddenly combat starts up and he's got all of his own moves. He's got his own weapons. He's, they've built like the companion system yeah. so he can have his own companion that fulfills the Atreus role. Like like absolutely astonishing attention here. The bow feels good as well. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a good range character. Also, I, he's like Doctor Strange style shield as well. I yeah, love when yeah. that comes yeah. up and oh, you can yeah. do like Some all of, of the backflips. Moves, there's like one where he like, almost like backflips off of them mm-hmm. and then fires an arrow in. Oh, it's good. I will say as much as I, I agree with everything you guys are saying, I did constantly and i think this is more speaks to how much i love crate playing as kratos mm. but i did always kind of yearn to be kratos again he's the more enjoyable they, character yeah. well, he's definitely yeah. better but i i feel it was a great credit that it never felt like a slog i was never i was never like oh, i can't wait to get back i do, kratos is much, he does there, feel there better might, there, there was one section where i didn't necessarily feel but i know a lot of people do we'll get on to that yeah, yeah. i feel Oh, so the director said they properly mathematically worked it out that exactly 25% is Atreus and sure. 75% is Kratos. Just because they know people will want to play yeah. as Kratos. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think that's a good balance. Yeah. Um, after, well, after you play as Atreus, you know, you, there's kind of a little bit, you go to Alfheim, not, you know, there's some prophecy stuff happening there. It's it's a cool section. I don't think we've got a lot to say about no, Alfheim unless you guys do. Perhaps one of the weak sections because it feels like a retread to certain That is the only areas, doesn't it, where it doesn't feel... It is obviously changed, but it does it's not feel really almost, discovery until there, you get out it? into the like, the open world sand bits, which mm-hmm. is completely yeah. new. The yeah. actual yeah temple itself is maybe one of I still still loved it, but it is one of the slight dips. Yeah. So I actually don't have that, but I think I'm in a minority that I actually really like the Alfheim section from the original game, which right. is the bit that a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like I love elven architecture and always have right. every like fictional thing that has elves in it be it D&D Tolkien any yeah. of that I've always been drawn to okay. elves so I love exploring that kind of very kind of like mm-hmm. ethereal sort of thing so getting to go back there and seeing how it changed those reflective a, crystals are very yeah. fun especially they're very kind and when you aim and it automatically kind of go it, on it's to my an favorite like new puzzle element that's in the entire game I love like knocking that axe off it and, yeah. and getting those Gosh, trajectory puzzles I will say I, I don't feel like I give a solitary shit about the war between the dark elves and the light elves though. again yeah, yeah something that like why are they fighting each other yeah. like it, I wish I'd had a little a, yeah like an, they just reference like it's an eternal war yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also like it didn't feel like it needed covering and also towards the end of the game it's sort of br- pushing the carpet so easily yeah. mm-hmm. as well yeah but yeah we'll go after that is when you have the full proper Atreus section where you go to Ironwood which is I know this is I think the section of the game that is most divisive yeah I I kind of get people's problems with it it is at the same time one of my highlights of the game but also one of its lowest points because mm-hmm. I do think it has some of the be- the way it opens and the way you meet Angraboda I absolutely love her I think her energy is mm-hmm. just yeah. ridiculously infectious 
and the, her magic powers look absolutely incredible. The first time I saw that, I really wanted to put some of that in my video review, but I couldn't. I was yeah. just like, look how beautiful this looks. It's like the first time since really about like infamous second son where I've seen mm. kind of like almost like particle effect work. Yeah. And I've just been like, that is just genuinely spectacular. Yeah. Uh, but I think then, it's a great, well, sorry, go on, got it. But then it also kind of has the dips, which is, I do like the slower, but I like that it slows down and there's a lot of really good character development work there. Some important plot point stuff with the souls and the giant souls and putting them into um, what will become Jormungandr. Uh, Jormungandr. Yeah. Can't get Jormungandr out of my mouth. There we just go. did it. There we go. Weird thing to say. Uh, but there you go. Um, but there is, in the middle of that level... There's the bit where you go down to the sinkhole to get paints. I don't think they needed that. That could have yeah. you spent a little bit too long there. Maybe you could have cut the yak ride in half a little bit. But then I think it picks up again. So I love the stuff with her grandmother and mm -hmm. the giant stuff. So um, I think that realm in general, like Jotunheim, um, has the best sense of discovery in that game. Mm. It all feels new. It all feels exciting. Like, did you really expect by the end of that? realm that you were going to be in as sort of the borrowers sort of, yeah um, so fun like um, what's the role down one big sort yeah. of situation mm -hmm. like it has a great sense of discovery but i completely agree that i think you could have done with one less yak ride that whole painting section we didn't need to pick so many of those fruit i think mm -hmm. they were they were facilitating uh, building a relationship that's, and to do that they had to add exactly. quite laborious I gameplay think stuff the problem they had is like we want to fit a lot of story into this section but at the same time, we don't want to just have a 10-minute long cutscene. Yeah. Some people will moan, I'm not doing anything for 10 minutes. Yeah. But it's like, there is that balance to be found. I think for 98% of this game, they get it spot on. Yeah. But that bit, I do absolutely love it because I love those the, the interaction between those two. And it's something you, you get in pockets later on, but they don't, they're not together for that much longer. <laughs> well, she, after uh, that's that. only really... She's only really got that section where she's like a consistent yeah. mm -hmm. character, right? The rest of it is just cameo appearances. I, I do isn't think, it? and my theory of what's next, we will be seeing more of her. But yeah, um, yeah. what do you think about Ironwood, Matt? You like it? Yeah, like like in general, it ultimately it didn't bother me. Like I was just so like en enraptured by yeah. just kind of like where the story was going and just having like a slower moment. So ultimately, like it doesn't bother me. But like I agree, like if I was coming on the editing floor at this stage, mm. particularly having had a lot of time to reflect on it since I finished it, it'd be one of the bits that got trimmed yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, like pacing is an odd. It's always a odd criticism to, not to have because it's a weird one. Cause it's going to vary for everyone and depends on how much side stuff you do along the way mm. in this game. Like it's going to vary for everyone. Yeah. Um, I ultimately, although you could cut bits of that by the time the end of this game happened. I at the same time wanted to see what happened to the story, but I just also didn't want it to end. So I'm like, you know, you caught, you know, catch yeah. 22 in it. Um, after that is when you, you go back to home and then you have that cool Valkyrie fight and you find out it's Freya. I didn't clock that. I no. maybe should have looking at it. I've hmm. watched it back and I'm like, oh, it does look a lot like it. But <laughs> that's a cool reveal. That's a really good fight. And then you, you know, you get her on side which, and as a companion, which is another cool reveal. You did miss that one moment just cool. before that fight. Yeah. When, this um, is my favourite bit in the entire when game. When you're playing Atreus and you go to walk towards the Yggdrasil portal thing and then Kratos just walks through oh, and confronts good. him face to face. Like, where have you been? It's so been two you, days. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, you stayed out all night for the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. ever mm -hmm. as a teenager sort of thing. That's good. And Kratos is like, 
deadpan response to it. Not deadpan. Like mm. his, his just pure aggression, but in this just very still presentation. Mm-hmm. And the way, he do, the way like nose first comes mm-hmm. out of that portal, you know, so good. But this is the bit, isn't it, where like, because obviously uh, Atreus is playing up, that's when he calls him boy. Yeah. Mm. And it's the only time in the entire script he calls him boy. And I think for that word to have been so prolific yeah, that yeah. it became a meme from 2018, <laughs> for them to use it so perfectly in that sequence... Excellent. So good. Yeah. And then obviously you go off to Vanaheim so you can help Freya and free her mm-hmm. and in return she'll forgive you for killing her son. But, you know. I did think I liked everything they did in Vanaheim, the conversation where it just felt natural conversation mm. of like, I'm your mortal, you're my nemesis mm-hmm. to by the end of this, okay, we've got a lot in common. Yeah, we can yeah. be friends yeah. again. But I did think she came around like maybe slightly, quite quickly, realized- like vengeance wasn't the way and I think they realised her ven- her anger was really directed at Odin more no, I, I, no, I get that the end I'm talking yeah. about the initial okay I'll come with you decision mm-hmm. it yeah. just felt like it just kind of like on a, on a snap mm. it's like alright I'll let you live for now but let's go it does lead to that fight with Nidhogg which is a very yeah. fun yeah. boss battle mm-hmm. I love the way he just kind of appears out of a rift out of nowhere and yeah. then I was worried it was going to be one of those fights where the, I know you have a similar problem with the map where mm-hmm. it's kind of an off screen boss battle and you're just hitting them but then it just gets him when he comes so onto the theme and you get to walk all the way around yeah, him yeah. and like really like it that is kind of like you know the game owes a certain amount of debt to FromSoft's sort of stuff mm-hmm. but obviously does it on its own way and this felt like the first time that they'd actually managed to hit the spectacle yeah. of a souls boss fight but it felt entirely god of war yeah. like really really good work I will, I will say about vanaheim not necessarily the northern part that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. later but the sort of the yeah the southern sort of eastern part it's a lot of little rivers, isn't it? Mm. Like, I, like, I, I like being I in think, the boat in this game. I, I, like, I, there's elements of it I like, but I do feel like they, the land could have been a bit denser. Mm. and Because getting around it afterwards felt a bit laborious when I was constantly they going They could have on done boat with rides. maybe one, one more little fast travel pool around there. But yeah. um, I do love that. After that, you get the side mission unlocked to do, which I think if you haven't done it, go do it. It's Freya's side mission in Vanaheim, which is one of the best where yes. you go to where she was married mm-hmm. and you get a really cool sword for exactly, it as well yeah, so yeah. that's a great character bit which is mm-hmm. arguably you know it's one of those side stories it's so good you almost wish it was part of the main path for if, everyone if, for me even just for like because i actually find it quite difficult to remember what was side and what was main yeah, because same. of yeah. how well orchestrated mm. everything is but like you say like a big part of freya's story is the fact that like she's ultimately she's a woman that's gone through an abusive marriage yeah. and like that feels so core to what that character is and so core to her motivations for the rest of the game. The fact that it is a side story does feel bananas. It's in the same way in The Witcher, kind of the Bloody Baron's not the main quest, is it? It's a side quest, yet it is the iconic quest. I am. I... I did experience that one uh, after the I'd finished mm-hmm. the game. There was I did do a couple during the game, and I did have that problem yeah. where it sort of blurred. And then I made a decision. Right, I'm just purely focusing on the story, and I just mainline the whole thing. And I'm so glad I did because it felt like because this side stuff is so well realized, it feels like another game. It yeah. feels like you're getting mm-hmm. God of War 2.5 afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like I mean, no one's listened to us who haven't finished it already but that would be my I would recommend that to everyone mainline it and then go back and have another yeah, game I afterwards I would agree with that it's part from I do feel like that Freya one fit perfectly at that point right but I know they're the ba- it's always the balance and I think they do a really good job here of a game that's about like a ticking clock end of the world scenario they do a really good job of giving you reasons that you shouldn't just get on with that at times mm-hmm. like just whether it's just Kratos saying or Mimir basically saying uh, to address if you ever thought he just wants to spend time with you yeah it's yeah. such a well that's, that's a moment 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. We should, we're, we're taking our time here, but maybe we should speed up a little bit. Asgard, you go to there Ooh. when Atreus has a little, he has a little hissy fit, doesn't he? He's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I want to, you know, I want to go see Odin. Um, he goes there. Asgard is probably not what a lot of people expected it to look like. It's much no. more like... Subdued, isn't it? It's, it's not... medieval. It's yeah. like a village. Well, you know, it's not set in any sort of real world, but it's what you imagine like a Viking village would look yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> I must say, kind of. I didn't obviously knew it wouldn't do the MCU bananas, kind of yeah. like the boats flying in the sky and stuff like that. But I did expect something closer to what um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla had done, in which it's realistic, but very heightened. Almost it's still sci-fi. mystical yeah. to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah, it's like... It's like the uh, the realism on top of of mm. mystical islands keeping it yeah. afloat, mm-hmm. sort of thing. There's that sort of balance between it. I agree, and it, for me, it was like quite surprising how it lived in. Like the fact that they've got loads of load of um, Midgardians like living yeah, there yeah, as mm-hmm. well. Like, didn't that is one I thing? I, I never. That is one character I did. I was like, I'm not sure yeah, what the Midgardian boy was adding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were trying to give like a reputation of like there's normal people in this world you're trying to help it's mm-hmm. like yeah. i never quite was on board well with it's him. almost like i think he needs to be there and this is why again why i think maybe two games yeah. would have actually helped them but like the fact that you've met one of them is part of the reason why like you decide to do the things yeah. that you do at the end right like you need to save the mcguardians mm, you, you need don't a want representation just... for a race yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. um i did think uh, the the Heimdall reveal was great, especially oh, I because I had no idea who he was until they said yeah. he said my name's Heimdall. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. such a brilliant prick. Yeah. He is <laughs> just such. He's just hateable, dit- perfectly oh, hateable such in the best way. Such a slappable face and voice. And <laughs> but, just, but, oh. actually, before he grabs you though, did he, I found the climb of the wall really satisfying? Oh, as well. yeah, I really enjoyed. There's something that. in me that loves like. It's the conquering of Everest, yeah. isn't it? The, yeah, the mm-hmm. progression and of, of conquering, like seeing, like I can look up and look down, and yeah. see how far I've mm-hmm. come and how far mm-hmm. I've got to go. Yeah. I find that really satisfying, and I think they did a really but good that job. But says so so much for like their level design and traversal design. The fact yeah. you're just climbing a wall, you're just doing the same things that you actually do a lot in yeah, the game. Yeah. But mm-hmm. by applying it to like this huge height and creating that sense of majesty as you get up there, like it, it gives you an entirely different yeah, feeling. Yeah. Oh, so good. Let's um, skip ahead a little bit to. While uh, Trez is off doing that, he's on the quest for mask pieces, which mm-hmm. is obviously part of Odin's uh, prophecy. While they're doing that, Kratos is off trying to find his own sort of truth and prophecy from the Norns, which is again a section I think they could have cut, um, not cut completely, but got to a little bit quicker the way you have to like go around on the walls and go to like, the, it's always the third place you look. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think the sequence itself of like getting on the Kelpie um, going underwater and finding like I love the design of those Norns. Yeah, I don't. I agree with you about they could have trimmed back the expiration part of it. There's that whole sequence. I replayed it for work to capture the Norn mm. thing, and I forgot how long that whole section of where you just fight in like your imagination and ghosts and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really necessarily feel like it needed to be there. I just kind of wanted to get to them but I guess they had to make it like yeah. this is no they, you can't just stumble upon the Norn. I love you have to com- work mm-hmm. hard to the get the conversation that. that uh, yeah, it's, yeah, really good. Bit, oh, it's yeah. so good. I love it. Um, after that, Kratos, you know, you could say he finds purpose. He knows what he's got to do. So you go off 
and you get a new weapon. Draupnir Spear. Draup, which is forged from Draupnir, which if you don't know what Draupnir is, it's a mythical ring in Norse mythology. It's a ring that duplicates itself. I love that scene where they just, again, the camera work in this game is ridiculous, where they just go follow Sindri down yeah. this little like mm-hmm. lift well to this whole like well of rings. And I they heard the director refer to it as the Scrooge McDuck yeah. scene, and that's uh, basically what it is. Right? It's so good. And yeah, you go off with Brock, and this whole sequence is incredible. Not only do you get that incredible moment when you're forging the spear where just like that moment with Brock, it's like the first time Kratos has opened up to anyone yeah. apart from his son, really. And it sort Faye. of makes sense, right? Because they're both yeah. the curmudgeon ones. Yeah, like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're both ones that have got such hard exteriors and yet they're actually surprisingly soft yeah. inside. As you say, like, I need a true um, blacksmith. I need a real mm-hmm. blacksmith to like, yeah, honour this. And, it all. Yeah. and then, yeah, the first time you use that, it's not quite on the level of the blades reveal like I don't no matter how much I love God or Ragnarok it doesn't have it has some amazing moments that blades moment though is untouchable they, they, they couldn't possibly replicate that no. because the blades come with the history and also the fact of unexpected. the teaser unexpected yeah. because we thought this was a new version of God of War yeah. and we didn't realise they were going to be referencing oh, beforehand we thought it was a reboot sometimes mm-hmm. like, we didn't realise they were going to be referencing the old games there's no way they can do that. The closest they can come to doing that now is talking about his old Greece stories yeah. mm-hmm. but and talking about how he, he vividly remembers it all. Yeah, all I really love the bit where he's talking about uh, like how he killed his brother Demos. And, yeah. and that, like, like just those There's little so bits many. that go back they to They kind of do what I love so much about... I'm not spoiling Better Call Saul, don't worry. But it's what Better Call Saul does so well that it wraps up that series and Breaking Bad kind yeah. of in one go, whereas this kind of wraps up the Null Saga and gives closure to some of the Greek stuff as well. And yeah. that spear, like the way that it's kind of modelled on a Spartan spear and the way it feels is just, mm. it's so fast. Yeah. It feels so good. And I love how everyone thought you're getting Mjolnir in this game. Yes. And the director basically said, we just thought that was too easy. Everyone's yeah. expecting mm-hmm. that. Like, Yeah, but also it would have been good, wouldn't it? I, okay, if, if you want to know my opinion, I think we are getting that right. in, 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 a, in a future. Uh, I mean, okay, version. right. So someone obviously, I can say we'll through picks up Mjolnir at the end of the game. I'll so, say it now. Yeah. But like, yeah, my theory for the next game is almost like God of War kit not game it's almost like a God lost, of War babies God of War kids but like lost <laughs> legacy style yeah. and you play as Atreus who's obviously Atreus and that yeah. but Thrud Thr- Thr- is the Kratos yeah. basically yeah. moves we had, we've had a big game. conversation about this and I like I'm on yeah. well on board with the yeah and Angabodis helping you out as a companion it's and it's a, basically it's, hunting trying to bring the giants back is I think it could be really good I think it's going to be a tough sell without Kratos. I feel that's why it won't be the next mainline. Yeah, yeah. They'll do it as a, be, a 10 hour Lost Legacy style. moment one, they'll have to be like, this is a spin-off. We're still mm-hmm. bringing you a Kratos Absolutely. adventure. It needs to be exactly yeah. like what they do with Lost Like, you know, yeah. straight up with Lost Legacy. They were like, this isn't a, a Nate yeah. Drake story. And yeah. I think exactly. doing that. If they're smart, they'll be like, and Kratos will return in God of War, whatever, yeah. Asia. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. We'll see where we think it's yeah. going next. But um, anyway, we've still got Ragnarok to talk through. That spear, amazing. Love, love what you can do with it. The puzzles you can do with it. It's just I love how they tease it the whole time. So you see those little like wind things. You're like, I'm gonna yeah. need something for this. Yeah. I didn't actually clock there would be a weapon. I thought it would be just like yeah. another like arrow yeah. or something. It but. did. It did have the same sort of vibe for me that the blades did have in the last game, where I was so used to what I had. Mm. That there was this reluctance inside me to use them. I mm. used the I used the spear a lot from the point I got it. The spear oh, really? and the axe. The blades are the ones I didn't use a okay, lot so during I my used playthrough. The blades loads more this time, but the spear is the thing I tried it and I'm like, this is cool. 
I'm going back to my souped up weapons I found the spear now. very useful for a lot of the berserk yeah, fights. It is absolutely you can get up the necessary for the hard bosses in this game. Yeah. And I, by the end of the game, I was very au okay fait with it. But some, not well, this when I first will come on to it's essential for one boss fight, which is very clever. Yeah. They did kind of like a puzzle boss of it to force you to use it at mm-hmm. a point. Yeah. But um, do you like the spear, Matt? Um, not as much as the other weapons, I must Get say. Up, no, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I um, I don't actually think it has the impact of the axe, and that's a big reason why I'm an axe boy. Like, yeah. That's my favourite one. Yeah. Um, but I do think, like, just the smartness of kind of like they wanted to build a weapon which was a spear that you could chuck, and they were like, yeah. "Well, how the fuck does he get it back? Because we can't just mm. have it be the yeah, Leviathan axe again." So, like, well, we found it duplicate. Uh, we oh, found so an clever. item yeah. from Norse mythology <laughs> which justifies our gameplay reasons. So also, clever. like. Th- a returning spear would go against its main like design which yeah. is about speed mm-hmm. and fluency yeah. and like the axe is a heavy clunky weapon so you have to wait for it to come yeah. back to mm-hmm. you there's a lot of heft there yeah this yeah it's, it's, it's so good like the genius how they put it mm-hmm. together yeah. um before you use that spear for a boss battle though you get the whole garm sequence which kicks off mm-hmm. in helheim yeah i love this like whole sequence the whole chase through helheim which is like Really, I think like where they're hitting peak uncharted in this, but also channeling the old God of War games. So that's the yes. big boss fight that feels mm. like a big one from like the yeah, original yeah. trilogy. You know and also, what I love about these giant boss battles now is that they've truly realised like how to make these giant characters look good and feel good in the environments. Yeah. They look like what I felt in my head God of War three looked like. Yeah, and then yeah. when I go mm-hmm. back and look at it, it's like, oh, they're very like flat textures mm-hmm. on these things. But now they're like. The sense of scale in these games is like incredible. I think the wonderful thing is, is because like a lot of games, actually, like the models are small, like yeah. you know, quote unquote small. Mm. But I think because Kratos himself is so big on screen, yeah. that when they do these massive monsters, there's a real genuine sense of these are titans yeah, among yeah, this exactly, world. Yeah. Mm. And then you get a, after that quite quickly after that, you get a much smaller scale boss mm. fight against Heimdall, but equally as good. I think this is one. Of, yeah. Maybe my favourite boss fight in the game because it does take... I worked out quite quickly, but I've been watching a lot of Twitch streams of this game just because I like seeing people right. get to these moments mm-hmm. and seeing how they react. Some people stay a little while to work out, like, I just can't hear him. How is this working? Yeah. That's like, so clever. You can't yeah, you just chuck it into the floor and then yeah. stun it with him like mm-hmm. ice. And the moment where you first... Didn't they talk about direct first? The first time you actually... Um, get a, a shot on him is a punch but it's actually the ring of the spear clipping mm-hmm, to yeah, get the blood yeah. like showing that it is the spear how you kill him is oh, it's so good I uh, I really I, I like elements of it. I like the fact that you couldn't hit him for a long time because it made it yeah. feel different like oh, I've got to solve a problem here. yeah um, I'm not a massive fan of games of you've beaten someone now I'm gonna oh, immediately get I all like my it. health back and I'm I back in again that. I, sometimes Especially like we reference the Soul games. Sometimes it's very soul destroying <laughs> when you're just like, oh God, there's no fate. This game is very kind in the fact it doesn't make you do it all again. Yeah, it yeah, checkpoints is, you halfway through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, killing him was very satisfying. Slowly like yes. said, no redeemable features about Heimdall. And that is the moment where you can see, the moment after you kill him and it's like that Kratos is just like covered in his blood mm-hmm. and he's just like, I need that moment of fulfilling the prophecy and setting Ragnarok motion, but also knowing he had to like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it is inescapable also all the like Heimdall is so irredeemable even all his supposed friends hate him as well yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> hates him like he only is around because he has value to Odin mm-hmm. and, that's, yeah. and even Odin doesn't like him he just has value to him yeah this like from this point onwards I think the game is just knockout like gold from this point like do you then escape on on the like 
boat. You get the cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the name of the guy who jumps on two dragons and kills them? He's a legend. Oh, uh, oh he's one God. of uh, Freya's. Um, oh, the friends. big dude with a sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I like because you have to then go and find him, don't yeah, you? Yeah, later yeah. on, I was just like, I don't know who this yeah, dude yeah, is, yeah. and I don't really oh, know I, why I really, should care. You get to, to know him okay. quite well because then you help him out by finding um, lots of things around the world. And then eventually, I don't know if you've done this, if you go back to Charlie at the end of the game, he's in there and he'll look yeah. after Charlie, the giant tortoise right. for I you. Do, it's, I, it's a nice little moment. I do think there is a couple of characters in the game where the game f- acted like I would care about them It's more all of Freya's camp. And yeah. this is why I think that it should have been part of the reason why I think it should have been two games. Yeah. It feels like this was the game that should have been much more about collecting your fellowship, basically yeah. putting together your army. Mass Effect in the, 2. Mass Effect 2 to Mass Effect. Yeah. This is exactly what... Mass yeah. Effect 2 goes wide and Mass Effect 3 funnels back in again yeah. for the apocalypse. And that's the like, way I think it should have gone. The Giza who was... I can't remember his name, but who was a pig and now he's not. Yes. No idea. <laughs> like when they said, oh, it's you. And it's like, oh yeah, we get, and I was like, I barely remember this. Oh, <laughs> like, I it's like, you expected me to care about this yeah. guy. Not Straight after that. And that that's when you can then go to the crater for the first time, which is, I think my favorite area in the game, just because yeah. you, the moment you step out in there and you're just like, mm-hmm. this is just like a prehistoric land. Yeah. There's just yeah. dragon. Mm-hmm. There's, that dragon fight I love it where you knock it out of well, the sky there's yes. like four dragons to go in there mm-hmm. that is a ridiculously big area that's just completely optional you might not even yeah. find it you can change that area in a cool way I don't know if you've done that Matt With there's the... maybe you open up the rivers yes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like I, I took ages to work that I was like yeah, oh, I struggled big time <laughs> that. I had Ascardi and I'd missed the whole area somehow. Right. but for ages I was roaming around that crater like couldn't work out how to make things oh, happen mm-hmm. or that get is, to places that is, they kind of don't really tell you but at the same time they do kind of tell you just by looking at it there's like this is an area you might want to come back to because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of the hard dragon, bastards the dragon fight. fights are super sad so I've got a clip saved I've never done anything with it but whereas dragon's coming down head on to me and I threw a spear oh, and just directly so in the good. face yeah. and then pulled it out and it's like oh it's just like House of the Dragons and mm-hmm. shit yeah, I love that but then if you don't want to do that you just carry along the main path which yeah. involves going back to Sindri's house where of course the ma- the massive reveal of the game happens you kind of Brock clocks it first but to his own demise that I, I, I'm, when I was watching that, I just thought Brock was being unreasonable at first. They like, do a great What's job. What's his problem? They yeah. do a great job. And then you kind of clock it. It's like, oh, he has been calling him Loki. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> yeah. But even at that point, I was like, oh, Odin's just like pretending to be Tyr. I didn't realize the whole bloody game yeah. <laughs> that Tyr was Odin. And it is like, when you go back to that, you do, there is like little clever lines. There is little things where you're like, oh, he is. Like there's one bit like, hours before that where Kratos gets annoyed of Tyr. He's like, why are you trying to tell my son what to do? Stop mm-hmm. pushing him yeah. this way. And you don't really clock that. You just think Tyr's just being, you know, he's got his own motives. But yeah. you don't realise that, yeah, it was Odin the whole time. And that reveal is incredible. Yeah. And it's even, it's a great use of the spear as well, just before Odin yeah. disappears, just mm-hmm. grabbing the mask off him. Yeah. Yeah. Bro- like, yes. And that's when, like, Sindri's just, Sindri has his big moment, I think. His little, like, speech and, like, he's just like, yeah. basically he's had enough. <laughs> he has mm-hmm. had enough. And, like, yeah, when when Sindri tears up, oh, that, that gets me. So just after this, it's kind of um, a point that highlights something me and Matt have spoken about. Mm. And the the one-shot thing, right? Mm. I don't, like, get why well, that's such a thing that people like. And I also think the game is maybe too much of a slave to it. And it means things, like, don't necessarily happen what they would mm. in storytelling device. I feel like the going to find Sindri and then coming all the way back again, I feel like that journey just felt unnecessarily long. I like, isn't that the bit where you go hunt, you go back, the crowd's just like, we're done, we go home. Is it that bit? Yes, but then there's also, then you have to go 
to Midgard, you have to go to the Temple of Tyr, oh, right, and then yeah. you have to sign it, and then you've got the journey back. But that's a small example. I think there's lots of examples of where the pacing, mm. like moments, didn't feel quite right because they're a slave to. We can't cut this. I, I don't. It never felt like they were slave to it to me. I thought it always. Well, they worked. inherently are because they can't cut away. Yeah, from it, right? but I, I never thought it was to the detriment that the story is. What I'm yeah. trying. I feel like there was. I don't want to spell. Step on it because I know Matt thinks it, but mm. you know the example with the Thor scene right in Asgard. So uh, in terms of kind of like uh, the the pub, oh role. the bar yeah. fight, yeah. that is a. I think it's great in getting the connection between Atreus and Thrud as like mm. he's got basically he's an alcoholic father. Yeah, and yeah but that. my but that should have that happened bar, four hours before. But, yeah, yeah, that bar fight is a bit like. Yeah, it, that is slightly out of pace. So, totally, so, so my my big thing is so, with, with this is so I actually Thor is one of my favorite characters in this yeah. entire game. Yeah. I actually am more interested in Thor than I am Odin, and this arguably is you know ties into why I think that I would have rearranged this a bit. Mm. That bar fight comes in Act Three, right? Like this yeah. is like everything's mm. going to hell at this point, and it feels like it's an Act One piece. Yes. It's a character. Maybe that should happen the first time you go. And to I Asgard, really yeah. wish there'd been like that had happened earlier, so that you could get this motivation of okay, her dad's like a massive fucking drunk, mm. and then you spend more time with Thrud, so you'd be able to understand what was happening to her family, and you'd be able to mm-hmm. tie that into what Odin was doing to him, and ultimately the reason why uh, Sif makes the decision she does at the end would have made so much more sense because you would have had a proper real understanding of that family I get that I I know what you're saying yeah I like what they're doing I want more from Thor basically and side point I love that Sif is just Elena from Uncharted as soon as I heard that voice I was like I did not recognise her sounds exactly like her yeah well I've not played Uncharted for years at this point Mm -hmm. yeah that was good I like that um then next after that you, you do a bit more mask stuff I don't have a lot to say about the mask stuff it's it's as close as they come to a MacGuffin sort of oh, thing. That's yeah. what it is, but, right? Yeah, yeah like, but it, it does it does the job well, I think. And the, going for hunting for it in different realms. It's is the good. briefcase with a gold glower. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like exactly. it's the allure of. The it does look a chase. bit too. It is quite funny how similar it does look to the mask from the mask, which, yeah, yeah. Carey. <laughs> which is um, Loki's mask. But right? we haven't talked about um, Ingrid the sword. That is good because mm-hmm. that reminded me of um, V from Devil May Cry a bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah I like yeah. just how it. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I love that weapon um, but yeah then you go off to uh, old Musselheim mm-hmm. see Serta I love yeah. the first time you walk up to Serta and he just says go away and yeah. throws you off <laughs> he is so good he obviously is in a what very a small amount but I think he has some great I don't know who the actor is but I think he's really good mm. and has some really cool lines as mm. well there's that line on paper where it says um, have you ever been in love kid it's pretty good and on paper that just like seems vanilla yeah. but his performance yeah. really elevates it oh, you can t- he's, he's a very mournful mournful yeah. soul when you when you say that Dale, i think the one thing that this game that does so well is like actually the dialogue that the characters have is all like relatively quote-unquote modern yeah and yet they make it feel such a piece with yeah. everything despite the, the fact everything looks like it's from the viking yeah. age the performances right, yeah. and direction of those performances yeah, so right yeah they talk unbelievable they talk like it they live in 2022 yeah, yeah. you know yeah no, that's crazy unbelievable then you obviously you forge certa to become Ragnarok mm-hmm. itself, which is an interesting twist on the concept. I love that double Valkyrie fire as well. That's just a stunning backdrop, the spark of the world. Yeah. It, it looks incredible. Um, I love that they kind of sprinkle Valkyrie fights into this game because they know people love them, but they want mm-hmm. a different end game yeah. challenge this time. Mm-hmm. But um, that's great. Then it kind of, that's the point of, there isn't a point of no return in this game, but that is this is the point where it's like, right, you're going into yeah. the final mm-hmm. battle and you get that incredible just run from where you all go you kind of have that mass effect moment of everyone's camped at the temple you kind of 
talk to Atreus like it's the last time you kind of talk to him as a boy mm-hmm. and you kind of set, tell him a story to go to sleep then that dream sequence and the way the music swells in that dream sequence and I think there's the line which is the much better version of the vision line from WandaVision which is um, <laughs> yeah. to have loved fully is to to grieve no to have loved yeah, to have loved fully is to grieve deeply. Something like that. I yeah. think like, that's, like, I think it, that's it, it's the, the proper tearjerker, yeah. isn't yeah. it? That line plus yeah, the score, just the um, phase theme music just coming up is just unbelievable. And then followed by another incredible moment when you blow the horn and it's the Avengers, Avengers assemble. Oh, yeah. so yeah. But again, the music just full on, just ah, mm-hmm. oh, and the, so the movement of the camera as it pans around yeah. and you see like. That's a bit like, you know, they light the beacons in Lord of the Rings and yeah. you know that it's all kicking That's, off. That was the proper chill down the spine moment for me. Mm. That was like the close that came to the Blades moment. It wasn't the most emotionally impactful scene, but it was, was like, this is fucking cool. I love <laughs> how easy, once he's blown the Galahorn, it's like how easy it is potentially getting around all those realms like, compared yeah, yeah. to all the things you had to do in the first game to go It's just like, uh, yeah, the way he just says, prepare yourself and you yeah. just fucking mm. run in. I know next is Ragnarok and I know yeah. this is... This is uh, one of my low points. I, I personally really like what they do with it, but I know I do kind of stand your fault of it doesn't quite look enough like a full scale. I, I war. expected to step through to to start the assault on Asgard, and I expected it to be Helm's Deep yeah. or, or the assault on Minas Tirith, and it wasn't, and it never felt like it boiled over in the way that I wanted it to. I never felt like there's obviously a, you know the Thor's flying around the sky. There you got uh, what's this? Is it Yomungandr or something? Mm-hmm. The, the giant sea, the serpent. serpent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you've got obviously he Ragnarok punches him back in time. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking yeah. cool. But you've got you've got these giants duking out. But I never really got the sense that I was in that mm-hmm. you know it was it was very PS2 sort of that's a thing going off all the way in there uh, they're repeating the same animations harsh, but, uh, no I'm not PS2 in terms yeah. of graphics but like in terms of it's in the distance I want yeah. like I wanted these giants and things I wanted to see Ragnarok's arm swing past mm-hmm. me at one point that's I wanted right. to be involved yeah. in it um, yeah I, I personally really I love the moment where you just Atreus just goes full bear and you get to control the bear for a while that's yeah. a good power play yeah um, I love I, ju- I do like how yeah and then Fenrir turns up in anger. But like, mm-hmm. it does feel... I know what you mean. It's not full-scale, like, Lord of the Rings-style, mm-hmm. like, thousands, thousands of people run into battle. But I do think there is a good amount of I, th- I think it was one of those things that, like, I'd spent a reasonable amount of the game recruiting people. And part yeah, yeah. of that end is, like, getting all of the races on side to make sure. And I know that, like... There's a story element to kind of like there's uh, the siege engines are preventing people from coming mm, through the yeah. realms, but I do feel like I would have liked a bigger spectacle yeah, yeah. in that but point. I also feel like because you've got you've your groups of friends fighting as mm-hmm. well. I did feel like I wanted to run. I, I almost like in Mass Effect Three actually, like you know that straight yeah. line to your target, mm-hmm. but there's all these things going on around yeah, you, and yeah. then mm-hmm. you see your friends fighting and crossing, and it never really felt like that. It constantly felt like you've got your gang and you're just you're, you're mm-hmm. like taking the side path yeah. around all mm-hmm. the big action. Yet again, Sindri has another incredible moment where he's yeah. the one who gets the siege engine yeah. down, and then mm-hmm. just turns around like tear like proper angry and just goes is this what you wanted and yeah. it's like oh mm-hmm. Sindri's Sindri so does feel good. like he has um, a little hammer trick for every solution oh, so <laughs> Sindri well, that's is the, isn't so that, the reason that Sindri can do it is because what's the, the tune, little tuning fork he has yeah but what's the is he like a South African dwarf guy that you meet earlier on with the oh the is, no, hasn't Durin is it yeah. Durin, yeah. yeah hasn't he like 
he put those things in the siege engines didn't he mm. oh, i think okay. is the idea yeah. like it's all of this is kind of like that they've had like fail safes for yeah, this yeah. the right, whole yeah. long yeah back they have a back door mm-hmm. installed just, uh, yeah whatever the problem hit his little hammer on something yeah. and that's solved oh it's so good um then we kind of we get into the end game which is good battle with thor again yeah you don't get to kill him because odin does it himself um so i think you- that might be my favorite one of my favorite battles in the game mm-hmm. i don't know it just felt like really like personal and, and just like I super I, emotional I fight I as well f- i don't think the odin fight is by any means bad but i prefer the four fight yes, yeah. that came before it to the odin i do fight. think i do think it's the less odin one, yes the odin yeah. one is very gamey mm-hmm. it's very an assassin's creed boss they are kind of caught and that battle is like this is an old man suppose magic we have to do lots of magic because he's not going to help muscle the sequence for me that kind of shattered it a little bit was he's floating in the middle and then this area is going to be electrified in three two one now it's electrified i I do think you didn't need to fight odin at the end odin odin is not a i feel like if you didn't know people would be annoyed like thor Thor is quite clearly the last boss fight or Mm. even ragnarok himself Mm -hmm. yeah so like even the I'm not massive on the way Odin died anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, because I wanted it... This Maybe this is coming off the back of doing a video with our Norse expert. But <laughs> I did want it to be a little bit more... Like, because the idea is it subverts all Norse mythology. But I still wanted it to be like... Like, you know how uh, Ragnarok's sword comes down, Flaming mm. Sword, and it's and he's fighting with Freya about it, whereas the Nor- and the Norse mythology is Suto flights with a flaming sword. Yeah. So it's like a spin on the mythology, yeah. so mm-hmm. it still exists. And in that regard, like, in North- Norse mythology, Fenrir eats Odin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of wanted that to happen, and I felt like it could have happened as well. I, kind of, I agree if that would have been cool, but I also I just like the moment of, like, this is Sindri's revenge for Block and he's the one who gets the, but the then moment he grabs you could have got Sindri involved in it somehow yeah. as well I suppose, and I still feel yeah. like because Fen- Fenrir comes through that pool at the end yeah. he could have come through and it could have just only just had to kill and just chomped him at that point they've kind of committed to Fenrir just being passive if you know because yeah. I mean, he is you know I just I just felt like they could have done a bit more to be like yes we're telling our story but we've still got these mm-hmm. nods of you know this from Norse mythology mm-hmm. that's fair I do think a lot of people don't know Norse mythology, so maybe they don't Absolutely. care as much. But it, I still think it would have been a, a, yeah. a powerful moment as well if it came from behind. I, anyway, I do love know. that moment of just like, you're like, are we going to keep it? Is, is this going to turn up mm-hmm. in a later game? Like, yeah. is he going to come back? And then, yeah, yeah, Sindri just grabbing it and getting the hammer down. Just like, again, the look on his face is incredible. I guess like, that ultimately, uh, I didn't really care about the idea of giant souls being trapped in objects. I thought it was game. A, I really liked it. I thought it was a very clever spin on because that's how they obviously get Fenrir and Jormungandr yes, to become. Like that, it's yeah. a really fun spin on like Angerboda and Loki being the parents yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I thought that was really well done. And the moment that they did it in the Serpent, it's linked to. Well, I was like, I knew, I know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is very cool. But after that, after the fight, you kind of you think who's alive, who's dead. Surprisingly, few people like friendly people die in this game Brock dies which is a bit of a gut punch Freya you d- you know means a lot to Freya you don't really spend it goes to your point you don't spend enough time to him for yeah. that to really mm-hmm. have an impact the more people that die the less the less it means anyway mm-hmm. like exactly. I think it's like coming out of it like apart from the villains like Brock is the one friendly mm-hmm. uh, Freya as well I suppose yeah. but Brock is the one that matters right yeah. that's yeah. the one you remember the one that gets a funeral yeah exactly, exactly yeah. We, um, we've already kind of touched on the ending but when he's yeah this the end is them saying goodbye we kind of we've already kind of touched on how good that ending is and how yeah. emotionally just devastating it can be i like the way that they handle it as, like you can now go out into the world there's a lot to do 
and Freya is now your companion. Yeah. Uh, they they set that up really well because I'm glad they didn't kill Atreus or kill Kratos. Like hmm. you can't kill no like if people haven't played The Last of Us, obviously something big happens in the last part yeah. two. I think it works really well for that story. Kratos dying in this wouldn't have felt. No, it's also right. like he's, he's he the linchpin to the franchise, and yeah, this exactly. doesn't stop here. So it was not yeah. the story they were telling, either, mm-hmm. was it? It's about you know a father accepting his son becoming a man. Exactly. That story isn't then the father dies. It's not. Yeah, it's I not think, a trace taking up the mantle of yeah. his father. The That's prophecy the sort of stuff is the stuff that like fits the law, right? Yeah. yeah. The actual story isn't really about that prophecy. It's all the story, as you say, yeah. is about the relationship between these two characters, and. That's not, like, if it was to do with loss, as you said, sort of like as mm. the previous game, you know, had more of, then maybe Kratos would have died. But it's not about yeah. loss, this one. It's not about dealing with losing a, re- a relationship. No. It's about a new chapter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I just think it's a phenomenal end. And there is some really cool post-game stuff, like mentioned. You can go to Niflheim. There's the prison, if you haven't done that. The real tier is at the bottom yeah, of that prison. Yeah. And that's where Odin basically keeps anyone he wants to impersonate. <laughs> so you see the body of that dwarf he impersonates later. Um, yeah, there's some. you can also clear up some Asgardian things which don't ultimately do anything, which is a little weird. Um, yeah. There's all those berserker fights, some of which are tough as nails. And you can fight Gunnar, the new Valkyrie Queen, who's an absolute ball Oh, The one, I think, honestly, the one I struggled with the most was the Berserker fight when there's three of them in one. Oh, yeah. That was a you, pain in my ass. You haven't seen that probably, Matt. Uh, no, I've, <laughs> I've done two in one, and that's, that was, yeah. that's pretty yeah. tough. Yeah, there's one with three. Um, oh, Gunnar herself and just the Berserker King. Mm-hmm. Just horrible stuff. But at the same time, brilliant stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, the platinum for this game is very I would say, enjoyable. like, I'm not a guy who, like, I don't I don't enjoy dying lots in games. So, like, yeah. that's why I don't play, like, From games and stuff. And they make the... The game has a lot of accessibility options. You can mm-hmm. put it into story mode, which still is it's still challenging. It's still not easy, but, yeah. But they even have um, uh, other options, like, you can set it so when you trigger certain elements, like, when half the health goes down, you get a cutscene. You can set it so... Okay, that when they when you I die... you could do that. Did you know you could do that? You no. can turn it on and off, so... The, uh, you I don't can set that the, easy. No. <laughs> you can set the option so yeah, I've achieved half of it. It will reload at that point mm. um, if you're really struggling. So, but I think it's a nice, you know, it's it's serving everybody. It's like well, play how you want to play, yeah. you know, and it's still challenging. Defeating, especially defeating Gnar has a cool little moment at the end of it as well, and there's some really cool yeah. artifacts you can get from that game as well. Don't, I think it's just a post game one you can buy. You don't have to do anything after it. Maybe it's after doing all the Asgardian ones. I don't know. I got it ve- fairly soon after defeating the game. Have you got Mimir's artifact? It's not that effective, but it's very the, fun. Where he shoots things out of his, his eyes. Yeah, shoots, yeah. Laser, yeah, shoots yeah. the Bifrost yeah. out of his eyes. I feel like that's, that's from one funny. of the Berserker fights, maybe? I can't remember where you get it, but it's, I didn't use that much because it's not actually... No, the, yeah. no, no choice, I but it's very funny. The, the chakras that you can throw with the Bifrost I on. use that a lot, and I will say the one you get from defeating all the Berserkers and the Berserking, that one is... I yes. wouldn't have done Gnar without that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't even approach the Valkyrie Queen until like <laughs> you've done all the bizarre. Until you've done everything, yeah. basically the, the yeah. very last thing to do in the game. Yeah, so good. Um, let's have a, a few quick fires before we end this because you've already spoken a lot about this game. But it's bloody oh, good. God, it? it's one o'clock. Jesus. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> little, whoa. Real time. Um, <laughs> favorite character. Quick fire. Who's your favorite character? I mean, it's, it's always going to be Kratos, but outside of yeah, him, outside Thor, of Kratos, Thor. I love uh, Thor. Odin. I'm Mimir. I think this is the Ooh. game Mimir really 
becomes like an uncle. Mm-hmm, and the way, I know he says brother to everyone. Little but brother. Like, is yeah. <laughs> I love Mira in this game, especially when you do some of the side stuff that builds out his relationship you, with Sigrun and stuff like that. I know you just said quick fire, but did yeah, you yeah. feel like Mamir had a few occasions where they would they love telling you he's the smartest man in the world, but like you didn't see oh, that that's coming. Kind of you didn't work that out, man. kind of part of his charm. He's not like, he can't see he's not all seeing though is he he's just like but I wanted to be like knowing like <laughs> how Batman is like the greatest detective he yeah. always has a solution I think that kind of know? plays into the fact that Odin's the one who's kind of orchestrating him. he's kind of mm-hmm. he can fog yeah. Mimir's vision to a certain extent Someone's turned the air con the, the back on. The just come on. So sorry about that if you're hearing that on the mic. <laughs> we're, we're almost done anyway. So yeah. there you go. Um, favorite moment. That's a tough one, isn't it? We kind of covered a lot of them. Uh, do you I, have one? I've already said mine, which is is about when Kratos says, "What do I call you to Atreus?" Mm. Like that's my favorite moment because I just remember how powerful it was. And I'm not the greatest person remembering lines, but that one just immediately like stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And oh. then uh, I've already said it, but when when Atreus comes back from from Ironwood and Kratos comes out, just because like I, almost like for the opposite reasons of you, Dale, it's like it's seeing Kratos like that's a man desperate to yeah. trust his son, and his son has betrayed his trust, and he's it's not that he's angry, it's he's desperately upset about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so good. I oh, I did have one, but I've forgotten it. I think like. If I can cheat, it's kind of like a double moment. It's a double hit. It is the it is the dream of Faye at the mm-hmm, end going yeah. into blowing the horn. Like, I think that's a great little like ten minute sequence that is you don't even really play it, but <laughs> God, it's good. Um, what else have we got? I already kind of talked about the Easter eggs like Tear yeah. um, with the subtitles and being on the bridge. That's a fun so little the, thing. All the PlayStation games in the poems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the line about um, where Kratos basically says, I was in PlayStation All-Stars <laughs> Battle Royale. <laughs> that's a funny one. <laughs> oh, that's, good. Good. Uh, that's a good one. Um, yeah. And basically, what's next? I've kind of, I'll, I'll go through what I think's next first. Okay. I think there will be that spin-off Lost Legacy style game because yeah. they'll want to spend a long time on the next mainline mm-hmm. God of War, which I think might not even come to the end of the PS5. That yeah, could be I like six years yeah, away. Yeah. Um, there is... So, when you free tier from the prison, he pops up six times in different realms, in different places. You can go find him. He's wandering oh, around. Really? Have you mm-hmm. not just stumbled across him yet? No. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Um, once you do that, he's kind of... He has things he says, but the director is teased. It's not what he says, it's what he's doing Right. that you want to look out for and it teases the future of the series so there is there is moments where he's doing sort of like he is doing like tai chi yeah. and he is doing different asian sort of rituals so i feel like we're going in that direction yeah. we're going i think it may cover not just one asian mythology but maybe They're across like indian sort of chinese mm-hmm. i'm thinking maybe chinese is the way cuz they're going to come in this problem of like you can't really do Indian gods because a lot of those gods are worshipped now and it would be quite I, blasphemous. I, I, yeah, I was like, going to say the blasphemy aspect because even Sumetra has clothes yeah. that, that people from Hinduism, I think. Yeah, exactly. Wait, it, and don't... The, the, like Christianity is like played in games all the time and riffed on. Like, yeah, but there's, di- there's that, different variations. Like there yeah. are different cultures have different feelings. Like, about I feel like there were so many Indian gods, and it's such a like untapped I, in terms I of agree. video game. In landscape. terms of visual style and st- it would be yeah. incredible. But yeah, I just feel like it's if not you, on us as people exactly. that don't practice that If you that faced off against okay. a twenty foot Ganesh, mm-hmm. it might oh. be an issue. It would be incredible. Like, like <laughs> it would feel amazing. But I feel like maybe yeah, China or even Japanese, like that sort of. 
Uh, that's where um, I'd like to I, somewhere different. Like you could also do Celtic. But I feel Celtic is it's too, too similar. At the I also feel like the other like elephant in the room You're is not Egypt, right? You. Egyptian. That but I also be. feel like that. Again, that's why I really want India because I feel like that's been covered in so many video I games. I feel like they'd do some really cool stuff with the depiction of Egyptian gods, mm-hmm. but I also, yeah. like, maybe this is my own ignorance, the the locations wouldn't be as varied. Sure. Like, I don't know, they didn't... Well, it Greece depends how, really how mystical fair, you get they did about it. Greece. They, yeah. you know, it, that it, didn't need well, a variety. It'll be mythological. Exactly. They don't have to yeah. adhere to... Like, all of the stuff in the Norse mythology is not set in anywhere real, is exactly. it? It's all in, and you know, in Egypt, you've always got the element of like, what happens if it's literally set in the afterlife? Yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to fight Jesus, is what we're saying. We don't no, think I, that's I, coming. I, do I don't think, think no. they'll step near that. But I would yeah. look when you were saying like the depiction of Egypt, because yeah. I quite like to see Egypt as the next one, particularly because you know when you're discovering more about Tyr in the first game, mm-hmm. you find that uh, mural which shows you him traveling around all yeah. the different pantheons, and it's got the Celtic knot, and it's got yeah. the Sparta. Like, like symbol it's got and obviously glyphs, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So which suggests that Egypt is one of the places that Tyr mm-hmm. has been. And I'd love the idea of like obviously Egyptian gods tend to be half human, half animal, don't they? Mm. Yeah. I'd love to see what that art design That'd team would cool. come up with because would it be they'd be wearing armor that was that, mm. or would they literally be talking crocodiles like they are in like Moon Knight? Yeah, yeah. you could do some really cool, like almost like dreamy, like hallucinogenic yeah. stuff with that mm-hmm. That'd I, th- be good. I think the real problem and I'm like the cleverer people than me will solve this is um, what is the tone and what what is what is Kratos's journey yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and D- does he go back home is well I think I think do you do you look at it as like a, a, a man's journey when you know once your once your kids have left home mm. what what is the next step and what's your next struggle is it like retirement and dealing with feeling unwanted yeah. and like you watch you lost your place in the world and mm-hmm. you're no longer relevant like yeah does he go with Mimir and Freya back to Greece does that work I don't yeah. know like yeah what? I think that like they'll work or it out Rome. but that's going to be the tricky part coming up like yeah. what do you do after you've you can't do another romantic relationship because you've no. already done that twice and yeah. the, the last one was so impactful it would devalue yeah. it I think you've, and the, the, the child father son relationships kind of covered as well yeah. and the some. other thing is as well is like the real important you know there's two important differences right between the Greece era and the Norse era is that not only are they very different narratively and exploring different things but they're very different gameplay wise yeah. and I think I'd want to see wherever the next one is has a puzzle platformer yeah. 2D what? side scroller who the hell knows but I would like it to play <laughs> yeah, slightly yeah. differently again yeah mm. I mean part of me is resistant to that because I love how much these play like I'd grow tired of the old God of War how they played yeah. whereas mm-hmm. this one I haven't but also it makes a lot of sense. It's like Resident Evil do to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. every few games change it up completely. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, there's part of me that does want to say that. Also, do you know what? There's part of me that would love to see this engine remake the original God of War game. Mm-hmm. I would love to see like the original against Hades. Like, Calliope. The, 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 entire, the entire first game again, but with this engine. Mm-hmm. I would really love to see that. As I'm well. just, yeah. Whatever they, I have faith in whatever they choose to do. Because, yeah, two knockout games there. They really have mastered the action adventure game mm-hmm. haven't they yeah. like unbelievable stuff right what a game we've spoken long about enough i think i think i've convinced myself over this course this hour that it probably is my game in the year <laughs> <laughs> but who knows we'll see in a few weeks when results start coming in for that what a game yeah can love we, it can we go and have lunch now yeah go on then <laughs> goodbye bye bye
there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.